Hello, and welcome to the Marotsko Method. I am your host, Adrian Jezik. Here we get to talk about the things that make us uncomfortable, the ways that we grow through discomfort, the ways that our vulnerability leads to exponential growth, and we do that as authentically as possible. That's part of the Marotsko Method. I have a special guest here with me today, Meredith Miller. Meredith, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. I feel like you and I have been on a journey together since October. So it is now February of 2020. And I met you in October of 2019. I'll share with you my version of those events. (laughs) Will you share with me yours? Of course. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So we met uh, at the Convergence Festival weekend at Arco Sante, and Adrian had brought her forge, and I was I was the volunteer coordinator for the event, so I was sitting trying to find volunteers to help her bring her forge all the way up to the roof of one of the buildings there at Arco Sante, and she's busy going back and forth, and I just, I remember just being excited I I really had no idea what was going on but just the the energy that she was bringing and the the big forge that was moving past me at the at that time got me really excited to to figure out what was what that experience was going to be and when I heard that it was a cold water immersion in an ice bath and something that would be a meditational type of experience. I I was instantly attracted and wanted to to give it a try. So I think I had lined up. I was maybe one of the first in line when when she was ready to to, um, have people come and participate. And and she explained a little bit about the what was going to happen within those two minutes of, of the plunge. And, you know, not knowing what to expect, you just listen to Adrian and her voice and, and you just trust. Uh, so that's what I did. I, I remember being, being prepared by her, by her explaining what was going to happen, how I was going to move into the cold and how it was going to affect me potentially. You never really know. And just that she was going to lead us through a two-minute two minute breath session essentially is what it was and and that's what it and that's what it was it, it was I, I remember getting into the to the water the first time I instantly started you know breathing really um, quickly and and shallowly and she was no breathe deeper breathe deeper and you listen to her voice and you just release and breathe deeper and you start to get calm and those two minutes went by so fast when she said, please stand. I was like, wait, that, that's it? That's it? <laughs> you know, and, and, and I was instantly um, kind of hooked. I, 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 was, I was really, the effect of, of the cold water immersion for those two minutes lasted for hours. I remember just feeling this pure sense of, of joy and peace and my body kind of rebalanced itself I guess in in a way and and I knew I I wanted to to do more and and experience more so that was that was my first experience um with the with the cold water and I had reached out to Adrian right before 
December or I think maybe potentially a few weeks after Convergence, just sharing how wonderful that was and, and to thank her for that gift. And uh, yeah, so that that was my that was my first experience meeting Adrian and, and experiencing the cold water. But um, what was what was your <laughs> take on it all? Um, it's interesting because I love it when people say I was instantly hooked. Like you're an instant ice addict. You had a two minute ice bath. You felt those effects, and you knew that you were changed. You said that you felt rebalanced, and that is the effect of a vagus nerve reset. And I talk about that a lot. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about Arcosanti a lot. You've heard me talk about Convergence a lot. You know that was a very special weekend for me. It was the one year anniversary of when I first started coaching. Hmm. So Convergence, October 2017, we had our first Cold Forge prototype. And that was the first weekend that I started using my methods, the methods that helped me get through two minutes in the cold on other people. And so coming back a year later in October 2019 and being at the top of the sky suite, I was doing everything I said I had wanted to do, which was shout the benefits of the cold to the masses from the rooftops. And I literally did just that. Mm. And I remember meeting you. There are a couple of things I remember about meeting you. And one was just you were this vibrant light, like a, just a super vibrant light. Every time I walked by, like you just lit up with a smile, like your whole body smiled. Like there's something about that light and that energy that you carry that when you smile, it's it's your whole body. And it was super cool because you also had this super rad pink lipstick on, which is just, it's my jam, like bright colored lipstick. It's so cute. And... um you guys can actually see a little bit of Meredith's testimony on our website. If you go to www.merotzkoforge.com and to the cold coaching page, she's the very first face you see on the upper left-hand corner of that page. And it's just a short little five-minute video of some testimonials of people who had gone through the cold that weekend and what their experience was like. And Meredith is one of them. And there was this point where I was like, waiting at the bottom of the stairs I was waiting I was waiting for something I was stationary for like three whole minutes for because I was waiting for something and so I was standing next to you and you're like I've got some questions and I was like I'd love to answer your questions you're like well you know you seem so busy and I don't want to interrupt and I'm like no 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 no. I live to talk about this like you guys know I live to talk about the cold and the benefits of the cold I like to talk about it with people who have never done it I like to talk about it with people who have done it a bunch. Now, carrying you through that experience, walking through that experience with you was magic. There, like I said, like you you had this light, you had this joy surrounding you. And I remember when you got out, I was like, can I hug you? Like sometimes I just get this urge to hug people and it doesn't happen all the time, but you were one of them. And so I asked permission to hug you and you're like, yes. Mm -hmm. And we both embraced. And I remember just feeling a little misty and I think you were a little misty and it, it was a powerful, emotional, empowering experience. And that's what I felt from you. That's the energy that I felt when you got out of the water and you'd gone through this extreme situation and you survived 
Yes. You know, you're 33. I think maybe at that point it was 34 degrees. Um, you survived and you thrived. Mm. So it was a really beautiful experience because of what you went through. Right? I'm so far removed from my first plunge. <laughs> it, it definitely, there was an, a, an interesting connection that was made. And I do feel like I, I got to your vibration because you are, you are coach, you were coaching, you are coaching through, you know, from the very moment you, I stand in front of you, you're coaching, you're, you're helping me mentally prepare Meredith, get into the water. And then once you're in, you do get us to this, well, you got me to this level where I felt like we vibrated at the same at the same pitch or the same energy level. And so, yes, so I, I remember that moment as well, getting out of the water and just feeling this immense connection of just like, we got there. Like, mm-hmm. we did that together. And that was a beautiful feeling. And and you're right. And I and I felt that, that kind of self, kind of whole body connection to that energy for a very long time after for a few hours and and that that's where i think that idea of getting addicted to that to the ice to the to the water to that connection because we do we go around and and on a daily basis we just become kind of numb to all the energies that we interact with so being able to find that time and that 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 moment of time where together we were able to do that like that was really and and through that that push um, <clears throat> of self to to kind of get through that cold water, <laughs> to to get past the cold water, I guess, and and really just open up to that pureness of of energy, where that calm, that balance, that regrounding is, and and I think that that is beautiful that you that you do that for for you've done that for me, and you've done that for so many people, and that weekend was special. I think. I think there's something to be said for that, too, right? Like, we experienced a powerful connection, and then you reached out to me afterwards, and we've continued our connection. And I connect with everyone that I coach. I know that I have now coached more than a 1,000 plunges. But if you put any one of those people in front of me today, I will remember that experience like I just did it. Mm. I don't understand it. I don't know what it is about that. It doesn't matter if you were in for five seconds. It doesn't matter if you were in for five minutes. There's a connection. And it is an energy exchange. It is a deep energetic vibration between me and the person that I am coaching. Because I'm putting you in a state of trauma. I am intentionally putting you in a fight or flight response, Mm. which is the scariest thing we can go through. And on some levels, at times, that can be really deep. It can look really dark. It can look really scary. Not just for the person that's going through it, but for me as I'm seeing these emotions on the person going through it. And... I think that's what it is that creates that memory in me of that connection of each plunge. 
because even now I can look back on events where I've coached or I can look back at times where I've held events and I've coached and everyone is different. Everyone's first plunge, second plunge, third, fourth, fifth, everyone's plunge is different. Everyone's practice is different. Like people like to say, you know, what is, what's the practice? What's the recommendation? What, what do you need to do? It's different for everyone. I mean, we say two minutes, two minutes is ideal. You want to get through two minutes. I love the 33 to 35 degree temps um, and getting through two minutes, but everyone is different. Not everyone does two minutes on their very first plunge. I didn't. Even with coaching guidance, not everyone does that. The vast majority of people do. But we're all working on something different. Mm -hmm. We all have something different that we're processing when we're going through the cold. And we all have different intentions with why we take on this practice or why we're interested in trying it for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I I think to that point, like for me being at Convergence and being just open to that experience, I didn't go in with a really clear intention. I just... I just went up there hearing the benefits from you, hearing kind of what the experience might feel like after, but I really had no, I had, I had no like predisposition of what it was going to be like for me in the water, but I also didn't really set a very clear intention for myself except for just be open, just be open to this and, and, you know, feel what it is. And, and I think that's what's been beautiful about this experience you've gifted me over the past three or four different um, times that we've met and, and done a plunge together, that at the very beginning of our, of our time, we set a very clear intention, or what I thought was clear for me, but it has evolved for myself. And, and even after, our, this was our fourth session, fifth session together. Well, it's our fourth session, your fifth plunge fifth plunge yeah so your first was at convergence Mm -hmm. but this was our first our fourth i would call it our fourth sensory coaching session sensory coaching yes and and i feel like at the beginning i i had said oh i would like to be able to to build build boundaries or, or or feel what boundaries are and i and it has evolved in my mind from the beginning to now what that actually meant for me like I thought it meant like being able to communicate boundaries but I think after my my fifth plunge today I realized that my my boundaries have been with emotion regulation for not only myself and being able to control my emotions but also not letting other people's emotions control mine. And and that's not what I had originally intended, that statement of setting boundaries. Um, that's not what I originally thought that that had meant. But I realize through my time of, of mindfulness in the in the cold water and just the coaching that you've provided that that's what I've gained and that's really what I was needing and wanted in my in myself and in my and in my time with others so may I share your intention what you first shared with me yes so it was to establish boundaries and it was also to feel lighter Hmm. 
You wanted to just overall feel lighter. And that definitely has happened. I, I, I feel lighter because I'm not taking on other people's emotions and or that energy. has or energy and that and that has made me feel lighter because I've able to set that boundary within myself that you know this this is either making me feel joy or pain or whatever that emotion is feeling or that energy and so I'm able to kind of not take on other people's maybe negative energies that I've been normally taking on um, on my daily and that's what boundaries look like. Mm-hmm. Boundaries look like energetic exchanges and how much we're willing to put into them or how little we're willing to accept them, right? Mm-hmm. Boundaries sometimes, I'm learning this myself, sometimes we don't find the boundary until we've crossed it. This is an ongoing practice. This is something that takes, I think, a fresh set of eyes in every situation. Um. But I think that's one of the powers of the cold. It finds a way of seeking out the healing that you need, whether that's physical, mental, emotional, it doesn't matter. The cold will find a way. And I truly believe this, and I've seen it now happen for people on all levels. And so I feel like at your fifth plunge, your fourth coaching session like your fourth sensory coaching session you are still very much at the beginning of a practice right Mm -hmm. where do you see this potentially going like if you could paint your magic picture of where your cold journey goes what would that look like oh goodness well I think what I've what I've liked about the the sensory coaching and the cold water immersions uh, that we have done is that we've built weekly or biweekly we've built on what we've what we did in the past. So when we started, you know, I said boundaries and feeling lighter. Well, what does that actually look like on a daily basis? So when you and I connected, we were able to talk about our week, talk about things that were challenging for us and for myself. And we shared moments and stories and related to each other. And then when you guided me through the cold water, I, like specifically last week, which I I feel like was was really a big breakthrough in my my cold water and my sensory um, therapy was, was, that the light and the love like we really brought in the lightness of like you are the light and and you hold that within you and I took that and I really envisioned that light because when you're in cold water you know it's really easy to to just be still but not but just that's like the amount of effort you can put in. Like it's you're just, holding it. Yes. You're not relaxing into it. Right. Mm-hmm. So just that's you're just really focused on that being still. But then when you when you think about becoming light and being that light and love and having that in you and letting that just spread through your whole being, like 
that's the relax. Like I relaxed into that that thought and that meditation and my experience changed after that. Like like you could tell this time after my fifth plunge that instantly I was I got into the water and I relaxed in. And and that hasn't been the case, you know, in the past, but I've been really focusing on that idea of that lightness and that love and so just so when I envision this continuing it's just that amount of 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 things that I've been learning through our coaching and building on that and I mean goodness I don't I don't know where exponentially it could go because just through our five sessions like I already have experienced such really impactful things in my day to day that I I can't even imagine how that would look in a year from now or you know like I just don't I don't know and and I think that that's what's so beautiful about it is that because we are listening to our bodies and we're really and you're helping to bring out things within within your 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 practice and and your experience your experiences on me I guess so I don't I don't know the answers right Mm -hmm. I've had personal experiences and I hold space for those experiences and I listen to the experiences that you've had which are sometimes very different from my own. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to live what you have lived to hold space for you and what you have gone through. I don't have to have the same I don't have to have the same experience in order to understand your emotions or to hold space for them. And I trust in the cold. Because I trust in the cold and the ways that it seeks out the healing that needs to be done I know that as you're breathing and you're submerged things are going to come to me messages will come to me based on just tiny little inflections I see in the change in your your expression mm. based on the way that you breathe based on the conversation we have leading up to the ice bath because the, like you said like there's a consultation there's a little bit of it's like a defrag you know, where you kind of download and you share and you say, these are the things that I'm going through. And I think what's really important is I'm not trying to be anything I'm not. I struggle too. I struggle with emotional dysregulation. I struggle with overextending myself. I struggle with being a people pleaser. That's something I learned about myself this week that I had no idea the levels on which I really do try to please other people. And so when I'm going through these coaching sessions and when we're sharing experiences, I do not try to be anything that I am not. I am a human. I am flawed. I have work to do that will never be done. And that's another reason that I say that the cold water immersion is a practice. Mm. It's a journey, not a destination. Right. You know, I can't imagine where my life will be a week, a month, a year from now. 
And I've been practicing now for going on two and a half years. And so just looking at the ways it has changed me, I am not the same person that I was even six months ago. So I know that you're on this journey of growth. I know that I believe it can be impossible to try and predict where you'd want to go. But when I think of that, and I think of the magic of the universe, and I think of the magic of manifestation and intention, I think, what are we doing right now? Right? Mm Because the past doesn't matter. The future's irrelevant. The only thing that matters is right here and right now. And right here and right now, when we're together, whether we're in the coaching portion, whether we're in the cold, cold immersion portion, whether we're in the sauna portion, whether we're in the defrag at the end of all of that portion, whether we're in the conversation portion, in the podcasting, are we doing something that is meant to support our future growth? I think the answer is yes. And I think when the answer is yes, you know you're following the path. If you were to never do another ice bath as long as you lived, you would still experience benefits from this. Mm-hmm. Yes, what what I'm learning, I think after our second second coaching session, this this phrase "growing wilder together" kind of became very important in in my in my world, and I've been bringing that to these sessions and and I feel like we had talked about how wonderful it is just to be emerged in in water right mm-hmm. and just the importance of just like feeling submerged and 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 how just beautiful that is anyway and and then to put on top of that is that the idea of being really mindful and and aware while you're submerged and and with the cold water you and I had shared a story about how just we love the ocean you and Mm -hmm. I just absolutely love the ocean and I know maybe others can relate but I just love being in water and it's really hard being in the desert where I don't have access to an ocean or a bay like I used to when I used to live in San Francisco and and so I do I I tend to seek out like my moments when I can just be in water and so like being able to to come to you every week and and sit in a in a bath of water <laughs> it, it it sounds silly but it's it's really been just something that my body has always kind of craved but then this idea of growing wilder, you can't grow without water. Nothing can grow without water. So it's kind of tied in this really interesting this interesting mantra that mantra that I've been kind of um, holding, holding and nurturing, exactly. And and it's manifesting in in a very um, like interesting way because I've 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 been interested in now really like building an actual garden and, and in my own, like the, in the default world outside of, um, you know, the, the therapy, but just like I've been wanting to grow things and not only just myself growing, I want to, you know, help 
nurture other things and and grow flowers and grow you know nutrient uh, nutritious plants for us to eat and things like that i've just been kind of thinking of all these different ways of just actually like growing and benefiting um outside of just my own mental and and personal growth i think it's manifesting in the very physical way of like I'm, I'm roses and, and flowers and, and tomatoes and all these things that I'm just kind of now really focusing on. Um, so it's not only just helping me mentally grow into different areas that I want, but I'm also like, I'm actually like doing it as well. You're physically, physically doing, it. doing it. You're developing practices around nourishment that are nourishing for your mind, your body and your spirit. Yes. And getting our hands in the dirt, in the earth, in order to nurture and grow plants that we then eat or smell or appreciate, that's a whole new level of a mindfulness practice. So through the mindfulness and the cold, you now have a different vision of the ways you want to nurture yourself out of the cold. And... Yeah, water is life, right? Like, I've mentioned the book, The Blue Mind, before. I don't remember the name of the author off the top of my head, but the book, The Blue Mind, talks about all the ways in which people need water. We need to see it. We need to touch it. We need to be in it. And it's not just about taking a daily shower or an occasional relaxing bath. It's about floating. Mm feeling weightlessness it's about the ways that we are made up mostly of water and it is our life's blood like we would not live without it that's magic it is water is magic the other thing i love about the way that water works is you know people often talk about like growing strong and being a branch that bends with the wind versus breaks well i want to be water I want to trickle along rocks and pebbles and streams with a deep, powerful force behind me. I want to be able to move in, out, and around the obstacles in my life. I want to be that calm, the calm of a babbling brook that comes from rapids that maybe is going towards waterfalls. Mm-hmm. I want to be that level of peaceful flowing water. And so when I'm in the ice, when I'm submerged in that cold, I love the feel and the sounds that it makes. You know, you just move your fingers a little bit and listen to the filtration. I mean, there are all different ways that we can pay attention to the sensations of water and what it does for us. Definitely. It's so healing is so healing and I think too like the past two immersions we've done you've had the ocean ocean sound and for me that's like my happy place like it was it was you know being able to to meditate through not only your your singing bowl but hearing the ocean waves in the background and then being in the water I mean it was just it is it is it puts you on this magical level of just everything kind of just coming together and and just being i don't 
like for me anyway, it's like it is my happy place. Like it just that just brings me to pure joy. And then being in the in the heat in the infrared sauna and hearing still the ocean, even with the with the warmth of the the light above you, and you can just feel just the warmth, and you're starting to get really cozy coming from the cold water to the to infrared sauna. It was. But still having that ocean wave in the background with the chimes and the, I mean, I was transported and I was transported to a place that, again, has has to do with water. I mean, it just definitely is something for me that just is part of me as well. So even when I'm in the sauna and the heat is a bit tough for me, which happens sometimes, I love hearing the sounds of the ocean because it reminds me of being on the beach. Hmm. I feel like I've got the sun coming down on me. I feel like I can hear the waves in the distance. The best part is I don't have to deal with any sand, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. which is pretty <laughs> rad. Like, I get out of the sauna and it's like, oh, I'm not covered in thousands of tiny grains of sand. That's pretty miraculous. That's probably my least favorite part about the beach, except that even when you're laying on top of it, that, that warmth feels nice. The the way that it's kind of malleable feels kind of nice. You can, you know, all your, all your round bits can find places when you're sitting in the sand, <laughs> which is really nice. Um, so I like that. I like that the sauna also feels like sunshine. And then when you're listening to those ocean sounds, it, it transports you. Mm-hmm. It transports you and it helps with the meditative practice. And I don't know how you do with meditation. I struggle with meditation. It's really, really hard. And I know it's a practice, you guys. Like, I know the idea is to, like, have the busy mind that then you practice quieting through meditation. But I never meditate as calmly and as soundly and as focused as I do when I'm in the cold. Mm. I still don't even do it in the sauna. It's something about being positively freezing that allows my mind to be quiet. And I know that the norepinephrine boost and the dopamine boost help. I know that concentrating on my breath and being mindful and intentional helps. But there's just something about the way the cold slows things down that provides me a different type of focused meditation that I just still have not discovered anywhere else except a flow state, right? So if I'm being doing something really creative or crafty, or even coaching, I get in a really deep flow state. And that will put me directly into the present. That will put me like right there into that mindfulness. But otherwise, I find that I do a lot better when I'm in the cold, when I'm freezing my buns off. Like that, it just helps. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed any difference in like your meditative practices, like in the cold, out of the cold? What's that like for you? Definitely. So I, I I think I had mentioned my with my first plunge, I my body instantly tensed up. I was not able to to really focus on anything other than just being like, Oh, this is cold, you know, this is the instant thought of just like, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh And you're just sitting there and trying to focus on you and trying to focus on your on the on the bowl sound, you know, just try to connect with it. But there is that level of like you're still your mind is is on that fight or flight type of mode even if it even if it clears away for moments it's not quite there yet 
um, through our time and through the different plunges that I've I've experienced with you. Um, I th- I think because it is a practice and because your body starts to to switch to that more balanced energetic level quicker I think my second plunge I remember it took me a little bit of time to really relax into it because you're still the the shock of just sitting into the cold water takes a few moments to to acclimate and to to relax and I don't know if I ever really fully relaxed um, my second time either I think it just I think focusing on the breath became easier maybe my third plunge I remember I remember just being able to let it go inhaling deeper and exhaling a little less quickly and so it was a bit of a more of a controlled breath so then that kind of helped me regulate that fight or flight it it became less noisy for Mm -hmm. me and then my fourth time with you last week I mean, I think that was the first time I did more than two minutes. I did the four minutes. Mm-hmm. And after two minutes, I it I did. I, I reached a level of, of mindfulness where I, I op- opening and closing your eyes, too, I think has an effect. Um, and I think maybe my first couple, my first two plunges, I had my eyes closed. Um, but then I tried opening my eyes and that was a different sensation too so kind of working through that um when you can actually see the ice floating in front of you and you're like i am sitting in you know ice water ice water so so getting over that uh, that was after my third plunge um is where i opened my eyes and really had um really had that more vision of of being very present and where and, and knowing where i was and not escaping by closing my eyes and going inward do you does your vision change when you're in there my my vision becomes interesting like i i tend to focus i'm more audible for for some reason even though my eyes are open i'm not really focusing on much i'm i'm really listening i'm listening to your voice i'm listening to the to the, the to the bowl mm-hmm. and the bowl for whatever reason gets me there very quick to this calm mental state um now you know with even with my eyes open mm-hmm. i'm able to really get to this calm spot really quick when i when i hear the bowl hear your voice and i'm just totally submerged into the water um it did take me a few times to to work on that um just emotional regulation of just all those elements of you know this is uncomfortable this is cold and letting all of the rest of and, these things are lovely <laughs> and all these other things are really beautiful and and just letting it like letting and releasing that the knowledge of like yes it is cold yes you're in the water it, it's after going through it a few times your body just gets to the to the meditational state so much faster because you've checked off all those boxes a lot quicker like like you've created that memory and now your body's like oh this is what we do we're in the cold this is what we do now like that's so that's why i incorporate sound sight smell touch because when you 
when you're activating all of those senses, and occasionally we'll do tastes like hot tea or lemon water or something, but when you're activating all of those senses, you are creating that memory with your being. So now, when you smell one of those essential oils somewhere out and about, you'll be brought right back there. Yes. And I think it's really interesting what you said about opening and closing the eyes, because a lot of people ask me, do I keep my eyes open or closed? And I think it's really a personal preference. I have always kept my eyes open, but that's part of my own kind of existence in a trauma state that I'm still working through myself. It's a level of trust for me to close my eyes. Like that would be a deep, deep level of trust for me. And as I don't ever have a coach, it's really just me and the water. My eyes have always been open. I don't think I have ever plunged with my eyes closed, except for occasionally, like when I dunk my head at the end, obviously I close my eyes when I'm going underwater. Not even because I have to, but just because habit, you know? But um, but I very much keep my eyes open. And, and the tendency for first-time plungers is to close them. That's the tendency. Mm-hmm. And when you close your eyes, you can get really lost in your emotions. You can get really inside of yourself about, this is freaking cold. Yes. And and I remember that. I remember that very specifically when my first plunge, I had my eyes closed. I was trying to focus audibly, but it was a lot harder to do that because with my eyes closed, I felt my body More. shivering and I felt, yes. And I, did I tell you to open your eyes? I... I not not the first time when when I was ready to stand open your eyes and stand mm-hmm. um, that was that was the prompt but the second time I don't think you told me I just did mm-hmm. and I remember like looking at you like okay like this is happening because like now my I was out of my body in the sense where I did have the sensory of of the vision of the visuals around me and then the audible and the body. So it became kind of more of this whole experience than the singular just okay listen 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 and just survive this, you know, cold water plunge. It's like it's like no, okay, you're being you I made a choice of just like okay, I'm going to be here with Adrian and I'm going to you know and it w- it's a presence. Mm-hmm. It yeah, definitely was different. There are times when, and this this is pretty specific to first time plunges, but it can happen as you're beginning your practice. Um, I will tell you to open your eyes. Hmm. So there are times when I'm guiding someone or coaching someone, and I can actively see them slipping into that fear state. Actively tell just by subtle little nuances in facial change expressions or their breath. I will say, open your eyes, look at me, Hmm. and breathe. Mm -hmm. Like we are here to breathe together. And when you open your eyes and you look into my eyes, there's some mirroring that's happening. Mm -hmm. And when you're freaking out in your fight or flight response, and I'm looking at you calmly, breathing calmly, you automatically start to feel calm. Because you give your energy, and that's, and that's something too that that I noted with you, and that's why I think I felt such a connection with you after just meeting you once or twice through the weekend, was that I remember approaching you towards the end, and I said, "How are you?" 
and you were so real and you're like, I'm exhausted <laughs> because I mean, you've given so much of yourself to to all of the people that you met that weekend and and coached through their session. So yes, of course you're exhausted. You've you've given every ounce of your energy to help people experience what they needed to experience, which is just an incredible gift all in and of itself. But it was just like this like I felt that authenticity from you of just like I'm exhausted <laughs> and, and I'm like I can understand yeah. that I, I get that and yeah. it, and I because I felt such a gift from you that you gave your presence you gave your you know the 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 trust level energy of like it's going to be okay <laughs> so I don't I don't give it away okay <laughs> I share share and I remember that I remember it was Sunday and I was packing up and you were you were man in the booth and you're like how are you doing no 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 it was Saturday it was at the end because it was right before I went to dinner Mm -hmm. and you're like how are you doing and I'm like I am exhausted and I'm good Mm -hmm. and now I'm gonna go disappear for a while be all on my own kind of put some of that back Mm -hmm. and this is why when I do an event I don't do more than four hours and I did five that day I had planned on four but some really special people kind of showed up there at the end that I wanted to make sure that they had that experience. One woman, I cannot remember her name for the life of me, but she had a profound impact on me that weekend. She's an urban gardener in Oakland. And she was the very last plunge that I did. And I and I had cut it off before I saw her. And she had peaked a few times. And I was like, just come on back just come on back just one more just one more just one more (laughs) always always adrian with just one more um but that's why i max out at four hours during an event like that because i'm coaching 40 40 to 50 people throughout that through that time right carrying 40 to 50 people through a fight-or-flight response through and through an activated trauma response with every single reaction of every person going through it behaving differently Mm everyone and even the people that go in Tom I love him he's an Arcosanti um, resident he went through it with me the first year in Convergence and the second year in Convergence which was really magical I had a few of those people that have been there with me from the very first day I coached to to then which was amazing Um, he is Instacom in the cold there's still an energetic exchange. There's still a space of energy that I'm holding for that experience, Mm -hmm. right? And it is exhausting. And I feel like part of my intention with authenticity is to say, yeah, I'm exhausted. Yeah, that put me through the ringer. Or like I recently had an experience with someone who'd gone through a deep breakup and I cried. Like, they got out of the cold. I said, may I touch you? They said, yes. I placed both of my hands on their chest. And I placed one hand on their chest, one hand on mine. And we both just kind of silently sobbed for a little bit. Because moving through that pain, that loss, that, you know, what we feel when we lose love, felt all of that. Mm -hmm. And that's part of it, right? And part of my authenticity is not is is 
is holding space for that, but is also saying that affects me too. Mm -hmm. I feel it too. And I'm learning to become more of a vessel so that these things move through me versus, you know, early on it was very much like just pulling it in, pulling it in, pulling it in. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to move it through me. Now I'm learning how to move it through me. But part of the authenticity is saying this this is exhausting. This is a deep energetic exchange. I now need my time. Mm -hmm. And also, I screw things up too. You know, I have energy to work through too. I have, I have emotional dysregulation that I still experience at times. I'm more grounded than I would have ever imagined myself being in my ent- whole entire life. I never could have hoped for this level of grounding. And I still struggle. And I'm still working on me. Mm-hmm. I think that it is so important to share our struggles with each other because we can support each other we're here for each other no one I have ever even so much has been within a hundred foot proximity of is not going through something right working on something and hopefully we're all working towards a greater good but there's no end in sight right there's this I'm never going to get a trophy or a gold star or a little bow and say, good job, you did it. Right. It's just, good job, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? We're doing it together. We're doing it together. We're growing wilder together. We are growing wilder together. <laughs> and you are growing wilder yourself and in every relationship around you. Do you feel that? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel like with my cold water immersion time i'm able to provide that sense of calm and peace to those around me as well so i'm able to help them grow because i've been able to to work on myself and work on my relationships with those around me because i've been able to grow in the water in that mindfulness in that presence in that calm and i'm able to kind of provide that for other people and and water essentially other people too to help them grow if that's what they are choosing to do right because when someone holds space for you in a way that helps you be you that helps you reach your goals your achievements a different level of understanding of the self then we're almost compelled to the to do that for those around us Mm -hmm. right like it's like a magic potion you want to share and that's why i say i want to shout it from the rooftops the healing benefits of the cold because i want to share i want to share the level of peace you can achieve through sitting in ice Mm mm-hmm who would have ever thought something so shocking could be peaceful? Right. And it is. I was just telling a, a friend of mine on the phone before this session here um, that what I've been doing, and she's a dear friend of mine who lives in Maine, and she's like, why would you do that? I was like, I'm like, because it's taught me so much about, you know, being present and being 
and understanding my emotions a little bit more. When things come up, I'm able to to let it go through and work its way out and not hold on to things and and understand where they're coming from, be mindful of them yet. Don't let it affect me and the way I treat others around me or treat myself. Like like you said, we're not perfect and we're not ever going to, you know, get that gold star at the end, but there is there are moments where you can see feel and understand like wow like in a situation like that a year ago I would not have acted this way I would not have been able to hold my um, understand my emotions or maybe where it's coming from or or be able to calm those in a way where I'm not hurting myself or others and I think that that's that's, and this is essentially after five ice baths. This is five ice baths. Five ice baths. Mm-hmm. And I think part of what it teaches us is how to lean into discomfort. I think part of what sitting in the cold and breathing through it teaches us is how to not run away from that which is painful, uncomfortable, scary, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's this story we tell ourselves about what is painful uncomfortable or scary and it's and it's accelerated to to the effect of where i had even said i'm like it's like it's like a yoga class but for two minutes Mm -hmm. like it's this mindful practice active meditation for two minutes but you get the same benefits of of a of a of a yoga class for like 60 minutes (laughs) i totally say it's like a yoga class and a shot of espresso it is it's like those two things combined because like you get that deep relaxation and that mindfulness and then also you get that alert Mm. like that that intense feeling of alert where for me after i have an ice bath it seems like oh well that makes sense Mm oh oh that makes sense too oh yeah even driving around in traffic this is this is where i know this is where and i was just telling uh jason my husband this yesterday i know it's working because as someone who has been hit in a vehicle accident in Arizona, eight times hit. I've got pins, I've got plates, I've got a bionic arm to show for it, $40,000 bionic arm to show for it. I would get so anxious and reactive and angry while driving, just getting in my car, my stress levels would be so elevated. And now someone can run a red light and damn near smush me, but as long as they don't touch me, it's like, whoa, that was close. And this is what brought it up in conversation because this happened to him yesterday. He was making a left-hand turn. He made his left and someone decided to run the light and they missed him narrowly. But his response was, oh, that could have been bad, you know? Mm-hmm. And so now when I'm driving in Phoenix traffic, y'all, <laughs> Phoenix traffic is its own beast. Um, and little things like that happen I'm not reactive. Hmm. There's no reaction. The most reaction I get is, ooh, okay, I've made that mistake before too. Whoops. A little more empathy, a little more compassion, a lot less reactivity. Right. It doesn't spin you out. Right. In that anxious and and anger and and all those emotions that normally potentially could have happened. I had I had her watch the video. I had her watch the, the testimony that I did after my first plunge. Cool. So um, so she was like, Meredith, you sound like 
you're so you're talking so calm and so high man i'm like it was a it was literally a, like a natural high of just going through something that stressed your body out but you were able to turn off that stress factor to know you were okay to know that there was calm even if it was fleeting because it was your first time and you know it you know it's harder to get to that calm level your first plunge but you know you do get there and you get there even if it's for five seconds or ten seconds you still feel it and Mm -hmm. you know that feeling and it shuts down all that anxiety and stress and and that instant like shock you get from getting into cold water it takes away all of that to to have you hold on to that feeling of just like wow like the level of of calm and peace that you reach even if it's for that first 10 seconds or four minutes or however long you're able to be in the water and and find that peace as quick as you can like you get you keep that and it and it stays with you and you and you remember that over well, how cold it was for a hundred yeah for one minute and 50 seconds i was tense but you don't remember that you just remember wow i got to a level of calm that i haven't experienced or i haven't been able to experience in a very long time and that you you carry that over the it's cold you know <laughs> and it's empowering like when people tell me, when people say to me, oh my God, why would you do that? Or like when they're like, you're crazy, I would never do that. Oh, I hate the cold. Yeah, I used to hate the cold too. Oh, I live in the cold, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but does it make you angry? Because it doesn't have to. And I think that this is part of what that teaches too through emotional regulation is our emotional response is our choice. If you told me that three years ago, I would have been in a knockdown drag out with you real quick. My emotions are not my choice. My emotions are reaction. They happen physically before they happen anywhere else. That's true. Emotions show up physically as a, as a physical response before we catch up to what it is. But the way that we use that and the way that we channel that is absolutely our choice. Do I get that right every time? Hell no. Hell no. It's a practice. It We're is. just practicing. We are practicing. Right? This is just practice. Mm-hmm. I'm here for practice. I don't know what else is coming up next, but I'm going to practice real hard for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there were, if there was something that you could share with people who have not done this, not done this before, if there was something you could share with people who have not done this before, and they're going to tell you, you're crazy. What would you want to tell them? To trust yourself. To trust that you will get through what your body will be going through. And mentally, you will be able to to sit and be present and to emerge, like you said, empowered, and a little bit more self-aware mm-hmm. so that for the next time you encounter something you don't feel like you can you can get through it you can't mm-hmm. that's great thank you Meredith mm-hmm. thank you for coming on the podcast today and sharing your experience 
being authentic and vulnerable. That's all we ever ask. And I appreciate that. I appreciate you showing up for you. Is there anywhere you would like our listeners to be able to find you if they want to reach out to you? Well, I, if you're, if you're interested in, in, in learning more about um, some of the art that I do in the community or my nonprofit that I am um, an executive director uh, for. What is, what is the name of that nonprofit? Potty Project International. Cool. What is it? <laughs> and we uh, we build latrines and hand washing stations in Uganda through the art and community that we have here in Arizona. Beautiful. Um, and it's inspired from our Burning Man uh, journey that my partner and I experience every year. And we decided to take the the community and the and the immediacy and the participation and and this radical self-reliance and take those resources that we have here and help those who need, you know, more resources in their areas as well. So if we want to donate to that, where would we go? You would go to pottyproject.org. Cool. Yes. Cool. (laughs) Anywhere else you want us to find you? Oh, goodness. Um, Just, I'm in the community in Phoenix. I'm I'm a big art um, enthusiast and builder and... And my burner name is Marizona. So if you do ever see me out and about, I usually wear... Wearing her super badass new jacket, you guys. (laughs) It is so badass. Just like you. (laughs) Yes, it it is Marizona across the back of it. So yes, if you do happen to see me, I might be wearing that jacket. And please feel free to come up and say hello. And and I'd love to meet you. Thank you, Meredith. Thank Thank you for going on this journey. Thank you for sharing the podcast. You guys know where you can find me. Instagram at Adrian underscore Jezik or at Morotsko Forge. You can find us online at www.morotskoforge.com. We are on Twitter at Morotsko Forge. You can even email us info at morotskoforge.com. And just remember, when you can learn to master the breath through the cold, you can learn to master your mind through your life. Stay cold, cold friends. <laughs>